Hey, drama listeners, it's Connor. Thank you for joining us for another week of drama. And this week, we're feeling bad. Well, I'm always feeling kind of bad in more ways than one, but we'll get into that later. And actually, where we do get into it is on our Patreon, patreon.com slash the drama podcast, where we give you bonus episodes every month. Okay, where it gets really bad is on our close friends on Instagram. Gosh, this is all coming to me in the moment and I'm feeling like a lunatic, but maybe you'll think it's cheeky. But, um, oh, it gets juicy on the Instagram close friends. So if you sign up to be on our Patreon at patreon.com slash drama podcast, you get IG close friends, you get to support the pot, you get extra episodes, and you are only spending $5 to do it all. So what are you waiting for? Go become a patron and join our Drama Plus family. Enjoy this episode with Linady, who is your bad Cinderella, and hear us be bad. It's so good. All right, on to the show. Yay. <laughs> Press play. Curtain up an hour in. It's time to take spin. The shade and tea to spill. Ooh, drama. Oh, that's a tweet. Did they book? Who got an They option no. Oh, I'm not well. What, what star will we talk to today? Oh, that's a gag, honey. Say no more. Drama. Drama. Welcome to Drama, a podcast that covers theater, pop culture, love, and life. I am Connor McDowell. And I am Dylan McDowell. And when our listeners hear this, I'm going to be sinking my feet into the sandy beaches of Myrtle Beach. The sandy beaches of Myrtle Beach. Beach. Yes, exactly, exactly. It's that annual time of the year when I unplug, kind of, and go to Myrtle with Hunter Stanley. It's dawning on me that someone's going to need to upload this podcast to the podcast upload site, and I've only done it but once and failed epically, so... We're going to have to talk about that off pod. Um, But I'm glad you'll be unplugged, Dylan. It's it's summer, finally. It's High School Musical 2 vibes. Summer, summer, summer. <laughs> exactly. But does it feel like summer in New York right now? It's getting nicer. It's like definitely been really sunny. The trees are in full bloom. It, we've had some like hot days, but it's been a bit chilly, especially in Midtown. And there's always like a strange gust of wind between the buildings, no matter like I how deep that. into summer. <laughs> you do? Well, yeah, because I suffer from a chronic illness called back sweat that occurs during every <laughs> summer in New York. So it, you know, my t-shirts are always soaked. And so when a little breeze whips by and touches the small of my back, it's, it's honestly like getting felt up at a bar, but in a good way. That is too, that's insane. But you were just here recently and we had like a fun little theater trip. We did break it down on our Patreon, gentle plug for Patreon. Yeah, not to get all business oriented on everyone. We saw so many shows. You saw even more than I did. Mm -hmm. But one of those shows was Bad Cinderella. Yeah, and we had to save it for our Friday night. Oh, yes. We had some espresso martinis beforehand. And we were feeling the full Friday night on Broadway fantasy. And if I could come back to New York this weekend alone, that is what I would see. Oh my God. Can you pop in and we can go tonight? Listen, we will talk about it with our guest who is a gag and a half. I'm going to bring our guest in. All right. Let's do it. Here we go. Our guest today is not just your Cinderella. 
She's your bad, Cinderella, y'all. This absolute queen is the first Latina to originate a leading role in an Andrew Lloyd Webber musical on Broadway, where she stars in a twist on the fairy tale you know and love. You might know this star from her Broadway appearances in On Your Feet and Dear Evan Hansen, where she played both Alana and Zoe. Before becoming a leading lady in New York City, she starred in Paper Mill Playhouse's On Your Feet, this time as Gloria herself. Full circle. She was also named in Variety's 10 Broadway Stars to Watch list. Other credits include Passing Through, West Side Story, Havana Music Hall, A Taste of Things to Come, and In the Heights. The sky's the limit for this trailblazing powerhouse, and we are so gagged to be chatting with her today. Please welcome to drama, Lenady Hanau. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Uh, we are so oh, happy. Uh-huh. I do. You, you warned us there might be some dogs on drama today. Is it just one dog? I have two dogs, Toby, who's a 10 year old Yorkie, and then Bruno, who's a two year old squishy English bulldog who's amazing. He's snoring right now, so he'll be out. <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno. I know I got him right before the movie came out. And I was like, if I were smart enough, he would have been famous. But you've heard Connor and I blabbing at the beginning, but I do need to ask you something. The I'm not just your Cinderella. I'm bad Cinderella. Viral moment, instantly iconic. How do you feel about it though? I mean, I had no idea it would turn into what it has turned into. Uh, I literally just followed the directions from the press team. They said, hey, we literally practiced it and everything a few days before. They were like, you're gonna spray paint, uh, you're gonna go up to the podium. Andrew Lloyd is gonna introduce you. You'll go up to the podium and then you're gonna say, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you'll end with, I'm not, I'm not your Cinderella. I'm your bad Cinderella. And I was like, really guys? And, but I was like, okay, I'm gonna do whatever everybody says. And then I go, they said, spray paint the B and just look back. That's what I did. I, my leg came up. I didn't mean to do that. And then it became this whole Lenady leg kick thing that has turned into something bigger than I ever <laughs> expected. Yes. And appreciate everybody taking their own spin on it. Right. That's what I was going to say. We saw people filming their own versions outside the theater when we went and saw the show. It was so cute. Not since Princess Diaries has there been an iconic leg pop, you know? Do you know that scene at the end when she, oh yeah, you know, you know, you know. Iconic. Absolutely mm -hmm. iconic. It's so funny looking at your face, Lenady, because you're just like shaking your head kind of in disbelief. Is that what you're feeling about the whole experience? Yeah. I can't, you know, there's been so many, and I say this all the time, but it's the honest truth. There's been so many princess moments, dream come true moments that I never in my life imagined. And especially, you know, how people have taken our show and, and and you know put their own twist and spin on it which is important and i think you know what our show stands for too where everyone you know needs to belong and, and has a place and and to live your most authentic life and to be yourself and so people have really brought their own you know own selves to so many of our characters in our show and to the show itself and i just i love it that is so special. It's what's going to make the show outlast the run. You know what I mean? Like it will remain in people's minds and hearts for a long time. So I think that's really special. Now I, we can always delete this or, or edit this out if, if you don't feel comfortable, but I know you recorded two songs so far. Is there an album or were there more songs recorded? 
So there were more songs recorded. Um, my, one of my favorite songs in the show, Easy To Be Me, is the one and only original song Andrew Lloyd Webber wrote for our production that was not in the London production. Oh. So I went to when I went to London last summer to record Bad Cinderella, and I also recorded Bad Cinderella in Spanish, which I pray and hope that that comes out somewhere, sometime, someday. Yes. I was introduced to Easy To Be Me and everyone and Andrew and his team were like, how does it feel to be the first person to sing this original Angela Weber song? I'm like, be right back. Let me faint right now. Like, I can't believe my life. What is going on? So we did record that song as a single. I'm not sure, you know, what's going to happen with that. But that was recorded, yeah, a long time ago. But we'll see. As as for the cast album, I don't know. We haven't heard anything you know, I see the support online of people who really, really want it. We do too. It's a, you know, especially to document the new arrangements the you know, the opening number is new. It's gorgeous. I really do hope and pray we get one. But as of right now, I honestly have no idea. Okay. Yeah. Wait, so in Spanish, what would, I, I, I did take three years of Spanish many moons ago. Is, is mal bad in Spanish? So, Cenicienta Mala is bad Cinderella. However, you know, because of the, um, what is it? The syllables and stuff, you can't say Cenicienta Mala. It just doesn't work. I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say what it was translated to because I don't know if it's supposed to be like a secret or anything. So I'm going to keep it, you know, I'm not trying to get in trouble, but it is not Cenicienta Mala, which does translate to bad Cinderella. It's something mm -hmm. very similar. Oh, I, I That totally makes sense. I remember when Lin-Manuel Miranda did the, um, English to Spanish translations for West Side Story, that revival before the one that just mm -hmm. kind of happened. They, um, he said it couldn't be direct syllabic translation, yeah. so it's that's why it might have the words might not have been the same, but the sentiment was all there. So that makes sense, and I appreciate you keep, keeping that close to the chest. We do not want to upset Lord Andrew. Weber, oh. Weber. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have so much to get into, and we started to dip in already. But before we dive into our chats, we always like to check in with our guests right at the top to see how they're doing. Lenady, are you well? Thank you for asking. Um, I am. I'm. Tomorrow's my birthday. Oh my god! Uh, Happy early birthday! Thank you. So I always get super emotional on birthdays. I don't know the passage of time really scares me not only from not not necessarily for myself but like looking at my relatives getting older and just seeing how time does not stop and with our schedule you know we miss out on a lot of things and so when I finally see family members that I hadn't seen in so long I'm like wait when did you turn 18 when did like and so that kind of freaks me out a little bit so uh, around my birthday I just get super emotional just because it's like you know the mark of another year of time that that's lost you know but also mm beautiful, beautiful moments and, and memories that were created in that year and all of that. But um, I'm doing well. I'm, I'm obviously sad about the show and, but just beyond grateful for every single opportunity that it has provided me and our cast members. I'm grateful for every, every single moment. I, I, I really can't put it lightly when I say that this experience has been magical from beginning to end, from top to bottom. And like, I wish I could tell you it were otherwise, you know, but other than the, the social media situation, like this entire experience has been incredible. And so I'm just trying to focus on that. I have so much fun in these last few performances. And, you know, it means a lot to me when people come up to me at the stage door or write me and say that they finally see themselves represented on stage and as a princess on Broadway and not having had that growing up like that 
means everything to me and like that's what i do this for so yeah i'm a little emotional but just super grateful and happy to have this experience Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, I'm grateful that we're catching you in this space. I, I think that it's one of my favorite things about this podcast is that it's going to be a, a time capsule in many ways. You know, we like we had Casey Likes, who was the lead of Almost Famous on the day of their first preview. And that to me is so cool. And now we have you towards the end of this experience. And Connor and I live for nostalgia. We love like sentimentality and all of that. So thank you for already sharing that. And I can totally totally feel the gratitude. Now I'm curious. So your birthday is at the end of what a school year would have been. So were you the youngest in your class always, or did you go early and were you the oldest in your class? Oh, I don't even remember that. Like, do you remember if you turned six? Well, I guess well, you grew up in New York. So did you get your license or did you? Well, I moved that. I moved when I was 10 years old to Connecticut. So oh. I think I, oh, I think I was always the youngest. I turned 18 after everybody else had. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yep. So you're like the baby of your class. That's kind yep. of fun. See, we were the opposite. Our parents, we're end of August. Our parents sent us like, like we turned 18 at the start of senior year. Mm-hmm. Oh, so y'all were the cool kids though. Sort of. <laughs> you would have thought we would have like got our license before everyone. You know, we didn't. We like still waited. It was just, it was whatever. Why'd we wait? Anyway. <laughs> so you, do you have your license? Did you, you drove when you were in Connecticut? Oh yeah. 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 I, I could have gotten my permit at 16, but I didn't. My dad didn't let me. So I, I think I got my license at 18. Yeah. Yeah. Where did you all grow up? We grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. Nice. Have you ever been through Ohio or anything? I've been to Columbus when I was on tour with Dear Evan Hansen. Okay. Yeah. I live in Columbus. I'm there right now. Oh, nice. I yeah. loved it. Mm -hmm. I loved it. It's very artsy and, and fun. What year would that have been that you? That was, um, I don't remember if that was the first, because I went out on tour twice as a vacation swing. I don't remember if that was the first or the second time, but it was in 2019. Oh, so right before the. Yep. Literally thing. my contract with Dear Evan Hansen ended. So Broadway shut down Thursday, March, blah, blah, blah. My contract had ended that Sunday before. Oh my god! I was supposed to do a production of Next to Normal in Connecticut that obviously got pushed and blah, 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 all of that. But yeah, it's crazy, right? Oh my God, you were you going to be Natalie? Natalie? Yes, and now I've aged out of that. I'm short, <laughs> so I'm like, no, my god. No, listen, you look so young. You could do Not it. Not 16. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could. How old are you turning it if you feel comfortable sharing? I mean, every news outlet is right in my age. Like, I'm like, really? I'm going to be 32. Too. Okay, okay. See, yeah, so you look 25. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. Totally, totally. Um, unless you want to look 32, which is also chic as all hell. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, on some days, no on others. <laughs> Do you feel like a Gemini? I don't know. Like everyone, every time someone asks me my sign, I'm like, Gemini? Because I know people are like, oh, I'm like, I don't know what that means. But I don't know. I guess, I guess. I feel that way sometimes in the sense of I'm very much extroverted, but lately I've, as, as I've gotten older, I feel very introverted a lot of times. I don't know if that makes any sense with Gemini, yeah. but I feel like I'm both at the same time sometimes, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it's all about duality. And also yeah. Geminis are really creative. We, you know, we talked about Connecticut, we're talking about New York, we're talking about creative. And I'm wondering if you've always been interested in the arts and I guess we asked all of our guests this question too, but we asked about the moment that got you into it. We call it Ring of Keys. We borrowed it from Janine Tesori and Lisa Crone from Fun Home. And we asked you about that moment where that light switch went off and maybe you were watching something or participating in some sort of production and you realized you enjoyed the arts in a way that was bigger than just 
something you watch on TV sometimes or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I've been singing since I was little. So in the church I grew up with in Brooklyn, I grew up in in Brooklyn. Um, my dad was the choir director and played the guitar and my mom and all my aunts sang in the choir. And so at like two, three years old, I used to run up to the choir and just like be, you know, under there and sing with all of them. And, you know, as I got older, I started doing more shows in the church. There were like little mini musicals that my aunts would make the costumes for choreograph. Like it was a whole production number. <laughs> and um, at that point, I knew that, you know, at least singing was something that I loved to do. And that was my passion. I would hold concerts in the living room for my family and make them come and like make fake tickets and all this stuff. But my love for theater didn't start until middle school and high school. So obviously growing up watching the Disney movies, the Disney princesses, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's something I would love to do. But I did my first musical in middle school, but didn't really understand my love for it and my potential and like that you could sing act and dance at the same time and tell a story until high school because I had an incredible theater teacher who just saw the potential in me and like really exposed me to that world. And that's where I finally discovered that and said like, I want to do this for the rest of my life in some capacity, whether or not it's Broadway, whether or not it's professionally, like, you know, even in my community, doing the community theater shows, I joined the community choir with my mom because I love singing choral music. You know, I also played instruments. And so like just music has always been a part of my life and I've known I wanted it to be a part of my life. But um, and then it wasn't until I saw it in the Heights where mm. that's where I was like, wow, there is a place for me. I, I there's a place for me. I'm, I'm here. You know what I mean? I can do this. Like they said Dominican Republic on stage. They're, they're talking about the music and the food that I grew up with. You know, there's this is not so far out of reach for me anymore because of a show like that. Yeah, you mentioned earlier that you people have been saying to you like, oh, I see myself for the first time. Would you say In the Heights was the first time that you felt that representation for yourself? Oh, 1000%. I mean, the first the first show that I saw that where I saw Latin representation was West High Story, you know, mm -hmm. with Anita and Maria. But even that, like, the the person I related to the most was Maria in the sense of, you know, I grew up in a very sheltered household. My dad is the oldest of eight. I'm the oldest of four, a girl, so a super strict household. So I understood that part of Maria being so innocent and, like, not knowing the real world because you're so sheltered but I still didn't see me. I don't know if that makes any sense. I didn't, I can't sing like that. I love the Maria, but like, I can't sing opera pretty much. <laughs> and then Anita, she's fierce. And I saw myself in her too, but I'm not a dancer like that. So I just, I don't know. It just, I didn't connect to it in the same way that I did with In the Heights, that it was about regular people in a community that I lived in. Mm -hmm. and like talking about normal stuff at the bodega and like just regular things, you know? Were you were you more connected to Nina or Vanessa or Carla oh. or Daniela? <laughs> Nina was like, that was me. Academics in my household, like if I got a B minus, my phone was taken away for a month. Like <laughs> my dad was very very strict. Yeah, no games after five o'clock. Like only educational games. All this. Yeah, very very strict. So I understood that on the disappointment of like. Uh, disappointing your family because you dropped out of college oh my gosh i would never be able to look at my parents if, that, if i did that but then at the same time i did um connect with vanessa because you know going through what she goes through walking down the street and like oh look at these guys and just like having bigger dreams than her like her community or where she is allows um 
But long story short, Nina. Yeah. <laughs> you did some vocals for the movie, right? I did. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I need to see you in a production though. It's, it's, oh. we're due for it. I know. I was actually talking with somebody about that the other day. I was like, I feel like In the Heights will probably be revived sooner than later. On I heard it was going to like around the time the movie came out. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I just want to audition, please. Oh, yeah. Girl, <laughs> they're going to just invite you to do it. They're not even going to They're not even gonna make you audition. That's so funny. <laughs> Have you gotten to meet Lynn or anything like that over the years? Yeah. So um, On Your Feet and Hamilton were in the same season. Yes. We opened in the same season and we were next door to each other. We were at the Marriott Marquis and they were at Richard Rogers. So we would party together. And I met him because a lot of my On Your Feet cast members were original In the Heights members. Right. So... And then I met him, you know, just through work, singing in the Heights background, singing Vivo, the animated um, Sony film background. And he's been super, super kind and supportive, like reaching out to me, you know, throughout this experience and just being there for me. Um, He actually texted me the other day because Ham for Ham, the last one that happened on Friday, Mm -hmm. I was watching out of my dressing room window, which was right next door to the Richard Rogers. And, you know, I was like, best seat in town, let me tell you, even though my shoulders were hurting for a long time from like holding myself up, but it was worth it. Um, So I looked (laughs) out the window and I wanted to be like, yo, Lynn, but I was too scared and I didn't bother. And then he texts me maybe two days ago. He was like, oh, yeah, next time you're not going to be waving through a window. You're going to be standing next to me. I am for him. Why didn't you say anything? I was like, oh, I was too scared. He was like, I literally just saw from all the pictures of you. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> <is> so cute. <laughs> yeah, um, he's awesome. He's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I love that. I actually saw you posting about that on your story and I sent it to Dylan. I was like, is she not the cutest person <laughs> on the planet? And we, don't, we were just like freaking out over you. You're too, you're uh, adorable. I feel like I have so many questions about so many different things. I mean, there a lot's been said about your journey of getting, of booking on your feet and how you were working a day job, nine to five. And I mean, it's a really amazing story about just never giving up in your dreams and taking chances. And I guess flashing forward a little bit to Bad Cinderella, were you prepared for being, for what it meant to be a leading lady in a new Broadway show? Like, was anybody there to help you or guide you on this path? Or did you kind of have it within you to be like, you know what? I've been in shows. I've been in work environments before. I know how to lead a group of people. Both. Very much both. So I, you know, I got to understudy the role on Broadway of Gloria Stefan. I went on like over 70 times. I got to pay my student loans, thank God, through that. You know, so I had that experience. And then, you know, going to Dear Evan Hansen and then whenever I was on, because I understudied, you know, being a part of the lead in that show. And then, you know, fast forward to five years later, leading my own company of On Your Feet at Paper Mill, right before starting rehearsals for Dear Evan Hansen, all within the same exact, like, to the freaking almost date anniversary of when we closed On Your Feet on Broadway, that all of this was happening. I'm like, okay, the timing of all of this couldn't be more divine and meant to be, mm-hmm. you know, and just leading that company and remembering where I started and how I started in On Your Feet to then going to lead my own original company, originating a role, I think really did prepare me for that. I wasn't, I wasn't afraid of what it meant to be a leading lady, to lead a company. I wasn't afraid of that because, you know, I had a friend that was like, not in a bad way, but they were like, you know, do you have, like, do you know what it takes to lead a company? And I'm like, 
I don't think I have to do anything differently, but be myself, lead with my heart, lead with grace, lead with compassion, lead with honesty. I don't have to change who I am. Why do I have to be like, you know, I, I just, I don't feel that I have to change anything really. Just continue to be who I am. And that's what I've continued to do to this day. And then of course, having so many incredible mentors like Carolee Carmelo, Grace McLean, you know, Carolee also got a degree in business administration, just like me. And she's on her 16th Broadway freaking show. <laughs> so it's like, you know what I mean? I've had so many incredible mentors along the line who I've watched, who I'm like, yes, this is the leading lady I want to be. This is not the leading lady who I want to be. These different qualities. And it's like all a part of life, right? You learn through good and bad on who, what, you know, example you, you want to, you know, put out there or whatever, right? So it's definitely been a combination of both, but I didn't, I feared a lot of other stuff other than like being a leading lady and leading a company because I'm like, I just have to be myself and I'm going to, invite everyone and, and be a part of of this whole thing of our dreams coming true and living this incredible incredible fairy tale of a dream to be honest yeah wow that's awesome i mean even before i saw bad cinderella i, I follow you guys online and i'm like they look like they're having a blast regardless so you can tell the vibes are, are right at the theater yeah. <laughs> honestly like i wish i could tell you there's drama literally that i know of i don't know but everybody gets along every like we are having the time of our lives in the show and thank god it's a fun show can you imagine like you know what i mean but we're having the time of our lives in the show and it's just incredible that makes me so happy you can you can absolutely tell i mean connor and i were having a party while watching it it was so much fun and i mean you'd have to pry me away from the men's ensemble dressing room at this point i mean that is same yeah. same yeah, same yeah, 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 yeah. the the, <laughs> the boys in this show lenady i mean it's i'm i'm all for girl power and i'm all for female centered stories but for anyone who hasn't seen the show yet you need to also go for the boys i'll just leave it at that <laughs> yes and angel was in on your feet with you right he was that's so fun. Was I there anyone else? So who... much. Yes. Also, Mike Baerga, who's a part of the ensemble as well. That is so special. I know it was a lot of Broadway debuts with Bad Cinderella as well. So the sky is the limit for everyone. You mentioned that you weren't afraid of being a leading lady, what it meant to be to lead a company. You said you had other fears. Do you mind diving into anything else you were worried about leading into this experience? Oh, good, good, good question, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I'm new to this, right? At least to this specific experience, originating a role on my own, leading a company, um, being a leading lady. You know, I was definitely afraid of like being under the microscope, right? When, unfortunately, when you're in the ensemble, you know, you're looked at as a whole, right? Unless you have a featured part or something, but reviewers and critics are not like singling you out, right? So now being in this position where people are like looking at me and going to talk about me terrified me because I'm like I, I like I this is not what I'm doing this for like you know what I mean like I just want to be here like you know pour my heart out and, and live the stream and do what I love and so that outside stuff definitely scared me what else press honestly press didn't scare me because it's exciting and fun. It's new for me. I'm like getting in hair and makeup and doing interviews and going to these things and getting dressed up. It's fun. Like it didn't scare me. The first, the first one or two, I was like, you know, I was like, oh, 
And then they're asking kind of the same questions. And I'm like, I don't know how to answer them any differently. Mm-hmm. You know, but, um, <laughs> how can you? It's like when Gaga was on the press tour for Star is Born and she kept doing the, there could be 99 people in a room, but only one, whatever. And everyone's like, oh my God, she keeps saying the same thing. But it's like, well, yeah, that's like my experience and how I'm speaking to it on this project. You know what I mean? So it's probably so hard to switch it up and keep it fresh. Yeah, but it's worked out, I think. <laughs> yeah, I loved your Vogue feature. You looked Thank amazing you. in those pictures, too. Thank you. I had a great team with me that helped me look beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and Joshua Drake, who's in the ensemble and plays one of the hunks, he took my pictures. He took my photo. He is. He plays one of the hunks. He is yes. a hunk. I'm obsessed oh, yeah. with him. <laughs> uh, speaking of, like, looking beautiful and everything, the scene went this is spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen the show although there is a photo online of you when you arrive at the ball and you're you're everything you just look so incredible what does that moment feel like on stage when when the lights glimmer and the costume just sparkles and you get to sing uh it's literally magical i i get emotional so many times when that's happening because it's surreal, right? In our in our version of Cinderella, you don't see her as a princess until that moment and feeling and looking beautiful and having that one moment of that like ode to the you know the original fairy tale means everything and like to hear and feel the energy of the audience and sometimes they clap and they did at our show, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's a moment and it I'll never forget that. It's one of the many moments in the show that like take my breath away. And the first time I came out, so when we were in tech rehearsals, the first time I came out in my full costume and wig and everything, and the cast saw me, oh my gosh, I'll never forget. We all started crying. It was it was a beautiful, beautiful moment. Oh, I, I love that so much. That is so, so gorgeous. And we haven't mentioned yet our dear friend, Jordan Thompson, who is your, you plays opposite you in the show. Also a, a sort of a new kind of leading man in, in many ways in this show. And his voice is like, butter what is it oh like playing on stage with him we need a, a a recorded version of him doing what is it called only you only you lonely you 1000 percent. oh my god it's stunning. probably the most beautifully arranged song in the entire show it's oh yes funny stunning. i love jordan so much he's so professional he's incredible he's kind he's giving like we always check in with each other before every show give each other a hug have like a little moment and we have our backstage moments too but he's been awesome and like you know, he's led other companies too. And, you know, but at the same time, he's new, we're in the same situation. And we've really leaned on each other through, you know, difficult times that we've had within ourselves personally, or just coming together to ask for advice. Um, And it's been it's been really, really beautiful. Oh, I love that. Speaking of your onstage prince, I need to know about your real life prince. (laughs) And you're married. Yes, I am. Congrats. When did that all happen? So we met uh, during On Your Feet on Broadway. He's a stagehand. And so um, he would page the curtain for me. And everyone was trying to hook me up with somebody because I I was the youngest member of the cast. I was 24 at the time. And I had just gone through a bad breakup. And I was like, listen, I don't want anything to do with guys right now. I'm 24. This is going to be my first time being single because I've always gone from like relationship to relationship. I've never like dated anybody casually, which is heartbreaking. And so 
when I met Anthony, so I, I don't know if you know or knew Doreen Montalvo, man, she passed away. She was, mm -hmm. yeah, she was in Mrs. Doubtfire. So her husband is a stagehand, uh -huh. as well as Liz Ramos, who was a dancer and who was in, in the ensemble and also our associate choreographer of Bad Cinderella. Uh -huh. Her husband is a stagehand. So right away, they were trying to hook me up with someone. I was like, listen, like, I don't, I don't want a boyfriend. I just want to like be free, live my life. And they were like, okay, but if, if you would date somebody who I was like, maybe a musician, they were like, never a musician. And I was like, oh my God. And then we're like, girl, a stagehand, good benefits. Cause this, I'm like, oh my God, a stagehand. And look, I'm with a stagehand. <laughs> but they hooked me up with him cause their husbands knew him from the business. And it just like happened overnight. And what we started dating and we like officially started like, like, here's my number, <laughs> December 2015. So like, we've been together since then. Yeah. And then our two year wedding anniversary is uh, the first week of June. Oh, Aww, my gosh. congrats. Thank you. Is he on a show right now? Yeah, he's on Harry Potter. Oh, oh very cool. Oh, that's some good job security right there. Yes. Thank God. <laughs> paying the mortgage. That's for sure. <laughs> Has he gotten to see you in your show, though? Yeah, he came to opening night. Okay, good. Good, good, good. That's funny his one night off that's what he, he has to go to the theater oh he took off i made him oh, take off because other than that he has mondays off like me okay oh, oh that's right. nice and that works out schedule wise yeah do they still do the thing where they have monday and tuesday off and then it's wednesday through oh, or was that was just that that? Okay. yeah that was before when it was the two parts yeah i oddly worked at the lyric for a long time in 2018 19 as like the building intern and then i did other stuff so i interacted with the stage hands but was he there in 2019 yeah so he's been there full time since well his first full-time job there was spider-man okay um, but he's been and then after that i know he like subbed a bunch of places but he's been there full full time since paramore i think oh, oh yeah paramore okay. was like 2017 maybe 2016. Mm -hmm. i probably met him at some point yeah yeah, Paramore was 2016, because that was the summer Connor and I moved to New York, and that was playing there at that oh. point, yeah. Um, okay, so we're sadly starting to wrap up, but just because of the timing of this podcast and where it's all falling, I am curious, like, what do you hope the legacy of Bad Cinderella is beyond when the show is no longer playing on Broadway? Um, It's legacy. I just hope and pray anyone, you know, even in the smallest of capacities to the biggest sees themselves represented on stage, sees their story somehow, um, you know, celebrates how much diversity we have in our cast and how inclusive it is in our, in our, in our story. And just, um, I guess overall being sure to be kind and support the arts period, you know, the arts industry, you know, not only Broadway was shut down for two years, right. Because of the pandemic and so many other industries. And it's like, when one succeeds, we all succeed. When one fails, we all fail. And it's like, we need to support any and all forms of art because that's how we all win, right? Um, and so I just hope people learn to um, be kind because there's humans behind all of this and to be supportive, even if, even if it's not for you, that's okay. But to go out of your way to like bash and just do all the other stuff, it's like, why? Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I just hope this was eye opening to a lot of people, especially people who are looking to do this as a career that um, you have no idea what it takes unless you're in it and mm -hmm. um, to just be kind. Yeah, I love that said. sentiment for sure. And I guess I just want to say following you following the cast, you all have risen above. It's really been amazing to watch because 
I w- I'm too weak for that kind of stuff. I feel like online chatter would get to me. How have you stayed above it? I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm only human. There's been many tears shed behind closed doors, of course, especially, you know, because um, unfortunately, I've been the punching bag from the beginning, right? I was the first person announced and that was a problem and then just everything. So, you know, there's only so much a human can take and a heart can take. So, of course, it's been hard. But at the very same time, you know, all of that doesn't matter and cannot and will not take away this entire experience and everything this has meant to us and all the hard work we've put into this. Like, like, I have to say this out loud because sometimes I can't believe it still, believe it or not, but like Andrew Lloyd Webber chose me personally to be his Cinderella. So none of that noise matters because I will always have that. Mm-hmm. He created this beautiful show together we bonded over this i again so many princess memories and dreams come true and like nothing will ever take that away from me and from all of us and so you know as hard as sometimes it is to see the positive through all of that it's like you know our dreams came true and we created art that a lot of people resonated with and that a lot of people are upset about how it all turned out and everything like that but we certainly changed lives and we made an impact and so yeah that's how i do i just rise above gratitude 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 always Mm -hmm. someone once told me that gratitude is the key to joy and that that has always stuck with me over the years it helps you really recognize what what's good in your life and i love what you said earlier about how when when someone succeeds everyone does it's that rising tides lift all ships mentality and you should be so proud i mean connor and i loved it i wish it was running all summer it'd be so fun anyways i know congrats to you Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, you know, let's let's talk when <laughs> I'm always like in my head, there's just so many things I would love to say and like I just but for what? Know. You know? But there's I just know. like listen, when you get cast by Andrew Lloyd Webber, just just when you get cast, let's start the conversation. I would love to, to have that. I would love to finally then talk to you. Then is the hard work as well. But like the hardest thing is just to get cast. So then we can start that conversation. Right. <laughs> and also, if anyone hasn't seen it, the video of you finding out that you were chosen is priceless. I can't believe they recorded that and sent it to me. Like, I am so grateful that I have that forever. Uh, it's crazy they said lawrence the director afterwards um when we started rehearsals he was like uh because we did a reading actually a five-day reading of the show back in october before we started rehearsals in december and he was like you know we've never done that told someone in the room that they got the role like we weren't intending to do that but we wanted to give that gift to you like we felt so compelled and like you did such an incredible job. We just had to give that gift to you. Like we wanted to do that. And I was like, oh my God, thank you. But then I had to sit on it for almost a year. And so that was killing me. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that is, is so long. Yeah. Oh my God. Wow, wow, wow. Well, because we were supposed to open. So I left Dear Evan Hansen in July. We were supposed to start rehearsals August, open in November. And then it got pushed. So we are sadly wrapping up, but we do end on a dose of drama. This is where things get a little spicy. I'm just kidding. We can like <laughs> plug something or or talk about something that you're loving right now or, you know, bash down TikTok trolls, whatever we need to do here. And I am going to kick things off. I My dose of drama is, I don't think Connor and I, Connor, I don't think we've gotten to talk about it too much on here, but RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 8 is currently airing and I am loving it. It really feels like a regular season just because of the way that all of the queens kind of there's such a wide variety and it goes back so many years and I am officially 
putting my my chips in a basket. Is that what it is? Eggs in one basket, as we say on Love Island. To <laughs> as we say on Love Island. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To root for Candy Muse and Alexis Michelle. Those are my top two for the show. Love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and such I, a fun yes. season. Mm-hmm. Do you have a dose, Connor? I do. It's also TV related. I didn't. We didn't converse before this to sort of switch it up, but. I am obsessed with Queen Charlotte, the Bridgerton spinoff, which is on Netflix right now. Oh my God, it is so good. The guy who plays King George, who is the King George from Hamilton, by the way, which is a little bit insane. Oh, like in like, okay. It's like their own, it's like their own twist on it, which sort of like ruined it for me when I was like, oh. You go to King George from Hamilton, you mean like King George from history? (laughs) (laughs) Hamilton is history at this point. (laughs) That's true, that's true. It's canon. But no, you're right. I know, I saw this hilarious tweet that was... It was about that. It was like, wait, this is the King George from Hamilton. <laughs> so I've been saying that to everybody now. But um, he's so hot. And also the series is just six episodes, which, oh. of course, in the midst of the writer's strike and, you know, TV shows that are actually like short now and stuff, it's controversial. But for a Bridgerton story arc, I think six is their sweet spot because there was sometimes there's a little too much filler in some of the other um seasons which i'm still obsessed with but it's so good highly recommend it's just six hours which is a lot of time ultimately but um (laughs) if you just watch it on like the treadmill you're fine so which i know i know that's how you do it you squeeze it in during cardio workouts Mm -hmm. that's fine oh yeah oh yeah lenady do you have a dose of drama today it doesn't have to be tv but if it does we welcome it to the the conversation yeah that's on my mind now i mean i have so many shows to catch up on you you wouldn't uh, this would take a whole another podcast to talk about all the movies I have not seen. And I've never seen Wizard of Oz. I've never seen Sound of Music. It just, I know it's bad. Like I, I've just been living under the, a rock for a long time. But my current obsession is Succession. And I'm still, I, I, I'm a few episodes behind. I think there's okay. two newer ones or something that I have to catch up on. Like one of them I'm going to watch right after this probably. Yes. Um, but I love, do you watch Succession? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Hey, wait. Anyway, yeah. Team who? Who are you team of the kids? Shiv. Of the kids? Ugh. I'm a Shiv girl. I'm Team Kendall. I knew you were going to say I knew you were going to say that. From the beginning, I just feel so bad for him. And then when he started rapping, I was like, oh, all right, Kendall. Yep. I think I'm Team Kendall for the story at this point. Um, definitely not Team Roman. He's totally lost me. Poor Roman. Um, I'm Team You're Jerry. Greg. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm Team Jerry all so the way. Funny. And Tom is hilarious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I love him. I love He's him. He's changed so much over the series, but I think it's been a um, nice arc for him. I'm also like the bloopers for that entire show must be insane because I don't know how they get, get through most of the stuff. I know. Would be dying. The things they say <laughs> to each other is insane. And a lot of that has to be un- like a lot of that has to be just like. Mm-hmm unscripted in the sense of like they just ad lib right because some of that stuff is ridiculous and those writers must be incredible that if they think of that which they are but right oh my god literally literally oh my god it's yeah. so good but it's so good yeah the finale will have aired by the time this episode comes out so yeah well, that's weird that. to think yeah but thank you so much for sharing your time with us as you wrap up your run in bad cinderella you're such a delight and it's been so lovely to get to know you thank you so much thank you for taking the time to chat do you, do you have any fun plans for after you guys finish your run? Are you going to take like a nice little vacation or? Almost a weekend after we close or the next weekend. I'm going to the Dominican Republic for a weekend. My cousin gets married. So I'm excited fun. for that. I booked that like literally just 
over 24 hours before we found out our closing notice. And so if I would have known, I would have stayed longer, but you know, you can't cancel with whatever. Yeah. So it's, it was meant to be. And then, yeah, I'm going to try to plan another little vacation. But other than that, um, I live by the beach, so I'm just oh. so grateful. And I'll be hanging by the beach in the summer. I love it. I love it. You deserve a nice little, a nice little break. Once Thank all you so good. much. <laughs> and everyone should of course follow you. You are just Instagram and TikTok, right? Yeah, but I don't really post anything on TikTok. I haven't okay. even looked at TikTok in so long, but yeah, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, while everyone is following you, they should be following us. We're at The Drama Podcast and on Twitter and Instagram and The Drama Pod on TikTok. And Connor is at Connor McDowell and I am at Dylan McDowell. Thank you for everything, Lenady, and congrats. And Connor, I will see you next time. Drama! Drama.